0: Elvis is alive, I thought when he walked through the door. I must be dreaming. Can I help you? I asked. I assumed the Elvis-like figure in front of me needed the services of a detective. After all, he had just walked through a door that said, Reed Ferguson Detective Agency. I need you to help me find something, he said. He didn't sound like Elvis, and there was no southern drawl. Have a seat, I said. Indicating a chair across from my desk. I perched my butt on the edge of the desk and contemplated him. His hair and sideburns were a dead ringer for the king during the 70s, but he wasn't dressed like Elvis, the way the 70s Elvis looked with the flashy sequin jumpsuits, except for the same kind of big sunglasses that Elvis wore. What's going on? My name is Perry Rawlings. I'm an Elvis impersonator. Ah, that answered one question. I work at the Tip Top Lounge. We have an act of a few old impersonators, Elvis, Bobby Darin, the Supremes. He ticked the names off on a finger adorned with a huge gold ring. We're the big names. There are a few others. I nodded. I have... had... a valuable baseball card, Perry said. But it was stolen. What card? I liked baseball but I had no idea what baseball memorabilia was worth. Now, Hollywood memorabilia or first-edition books, that I knew a little about. Not that it would help me now. A 1952 Topps 311 Mickey Mantle. I shrugged. It doesn't mean much to you, I can see, Perry said. People mistake this card for Mantle's rookie card, but it was actually his second-year card. The 1952 Mantle card is one of the most collectible post-war cards around. How'd you get it? My dad bought it in the early 80s. He remembered having one when he was a kid, but his mom threw all of his cards out after he joined the Navy. I bet she regretted that later, I said. Perry nodded. Yeah, I can't imagine what cards dad had. Anyway, he bought some of his favorite players, Mantle being one of them. I forget what he paid for it. What's it worth now? I asked. Depends on the market, but somewhere around $10,000. How the card is graded for condition would factor in, so I don't know for sure. I whistled. Perry smiled. Yeah, it's amazing what some things are worth. When did the card disappear? About a week ago. I left it in a locked safe in my dressing room. While I was out on stage, someone took it you're sure it was in the safe when you left the dressing room? I reached across the desk and grabbed a notepad and pen. Yes, I never take it with me. Why keep it at the club? Wouldn't it be safe somewhere else? Perry waved a hand, shooing away my comment. It doesn't matter. I need to get it back. Sure, I said. I posed my pen officiously on the notepad who has access to your dressing room? Dean, the owner of the tip-top, has a key to the dressing rooms. No one else does. And you're sure your dressing room was locked when you went on stage that night? Perry blushed. To be honest, I never locked the door. It's kind of casual around there. Everyone likes each other, and sometimes the other singers might need makeup or something, so they would just go in my room and get it. I frowned so anyone could go and take the card. It was locked up in a safe. The thief would have had to break the lock. Is it a combo lock or do you have a key? It's a combination lock. Anyone know the combination? Perry shrugged. I never told anyone. I stared at my notepad, mulling over the facts, what little there was. Will you help me? Perry asked. Sure, I said. How could I turn down Elvis? Perry and I filled out some standard paperwork, and I arranged to meet him later in the day at the tip top lounge so I could check out his dressing room. After Perry left, I called my best friend, Cal. I need some help, I said when he picked up the phone. Shoot. I could hear Cal tapping on his keyboard in the background. Cal is a genius, and his computer prowess knows no bounds. Literally. He can crack just about any system to find information for me. This time, I didn't need that kind of help.